Welcome to Dan Dan the Pearman Podcast, brought to you by all things strange, unusual, and unknown in the world. Take a walk with me, your host Dan, as we explore the world of the strange, unusual, unexplained, and the unknown. During our time together, we will look at facts, findings, experiences, and research of current and past encounters. It is my pleasure and passion of the supernatural and unknown that has sparked this podcast to life in a small city in central Michigan. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Dan Dan the Pearman Podcast. This week we're going to talk about 18 different superstitions from around the world. Irrational as they may be, we all have a superstition or two. Whether it's a lucky pair of pants or an aversion to Friday the 13th, superstitions are important to us because they give meaning to the often random nature of luck and put us in the driver's seat of our destiny. Here we run through the surprising cultural histories behind some of the world's most common supernatural beliefs. Knocking on wood. Indo-European, Celtic, or possibly British. Any list of superstitions would have to begin with arguably the most well-known and universal superstition to knock on wood. The original origins and even meanings of the phrase are as varied as the cultures which use it with some suggesting roots in the Indo-European or Celtic belief that spirits good and bad resided in trees who could either be called upon for protection or chased away by knocking on their home, and others, particularly Christians, linking the practice to the magical power of the wooden crucifix. Most likely, among the different theories, historians have attributed the superstition to a 19th century British children's game called Tiggy Touchwood, in which young players claimed immunity from being tagged by touching the nearest piece of wood. Adults picked up on the habit and the phrase, and the rest is history. The British still say, touch wood today. As with many superstitions, there are subtle variations and sometimes not so subtle varying origins. Italians touch steel rather than wood, perhaps more related to iron horseshoes. Poles and Russians touch unpainted wood, Turks knock twice, Latin American knock on wood with no legs. It's best to memorize them all before traveling. How about throwing salt over your shoulder? European, Christian, and ancient Roman. Perhaps the next most common superstition, at least in the West, involves tossing salt over one shoulder. Like knocking on wood, this superstition also involves the idea of warding off evil, in this case, the devil himself. In Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper, Jesus' betrayer, Judas, is portrayed as having accidentally spilled salt. Since Judas was associated with doing something bad, the argument goes that, ipso facto, so was salt, and throwing it over your shoulder would blind the devil waiting there. Since, in other versions of the superstition, Old Scratch was thought to reside just over your left shoulder, ready to tempt you, the salt was thrown to the left. 
Still, others say that the sheer value of salt alone in ancient times led to the belief that to spill it was to incur bad fortune, like among the Romans, requiring a corresponding ritual or act of penance to prevent worse loss from occurring. Number three, walking under a ladder. European, Christian, possibly Egyptian. The superstition of not wanting to walk under a ladder also has roots in Christian symbolism, the Holy Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit led to an association of the number three with something sacred. The triangle, with its three sides, came to be regarded as sacred as well, and a ladder, of course, forms a triangle. So naturally, to walk under the ladder would be to destroy the sanctity of the Trinity and thus incur punishment. The ladder's resemblance to the gallows also didn't help matters, nor did the fact of the obvious danger of something falling from it. Finally, the Egyptians apparently thought that one might accidentally spot a god going up or down on a ladder and so avoided it. Number four, broken mirror. Ancient Greek, Roman, European, etc. The belief that a broken mirror brings bad luck most likely has its origins in the simple fact that reflections of ourselves are uncanny and often unnerving, particularly on a bad hair day. So humans have long had bad associations with them. Take for example, the Greek myth of Narcissus, or the idea that a crack in a mirror would somehow break its charm or trap one's soul. It was the ancient Romans, however, who contributed the notion that a broken mirror would bring seven years of bad luck, since it was believed that only poor health would cause a mirror to crack, and the number seven was seen by the Romans as the number of years required to complete a full life cycle of sickness and renewal. As a result, a broken mirror meant you were headed toward a death spiral that might take seven years to pull yourself out of. But then, those same Romans felt you could prevent that horrible outcome by gathering the broken pieces of the mirror and burying them by moonlight. So should we really trust them about all the bad luck stuff? Number five, step on a crack, break your mother's back. African and European folklore. Another superstition involving something cracked or broken being associated with bad luck is the superstition of stepping on a crack as foretelling or even causing harm to a family member. As with mirrors, cracks in the earth, on a sidewalk or almost anywhere, have long been seen as portals to the realm of the supernatural, for both good and ill. To step on those cracks might be to invite or release unwelcome spirits into the world ready to do one harm. Number six, lucky pennies. Ancient Roman, English, and American. The idea that finding a penny would bring good luck also originates in folk beliefs. In this case, based on the idea that metal, regarded by many ancient cultures as quite valuable, was sent by the gods to protect those whom they favored. Pennies being made from metal, find them and you'll have good fortune. But be careful, some say the luck could break either way, and that if you find a penny tails up, you should turn it over and leave it for the next person, or you'll actually have bad luck. Number seven, lucky horseshoe. Ancient Roman, Celtic, British Isles, and Europe. 
Another object commonly thought to be lucky is the horseshoe. Earliest origins of the horseshoe's function as a good luck charm reside in its volval shape, seen upside down, and the invocation of the pagan moon goddess Diana and her sacred vulva. As with pennies, metal being seen as both valuable and magical, iron, in particular, was thought by early Europeans as something capable of warding off evil spirits. And as with the Romans and the lucky number seven, horseshoes frequently featured seven nail holes. The most famous story of a horseshoe bringing good luck, however, refers to the story of St. Dunstan, who apparently worked as a blacksmith prior to attaining sainthood. The story goes that one day the devil rode into Dunstan's shop requesting new shoes for his horse. Dunstan, recognizing the devil, played it off nonchalantly, and rather than nailing the shoes to the horse, nailed one to the devil's foot instead. In agony, the devil agreed never to enter a house with a horseshoe nailed above the door if Dunstan would simply agree to remove the shoe. Number 8. Friday the 13th. European and Christian. Like the number 7 for the Romans, magical significance has been attached to the number 13, but this time it's unlucky rather than lucky. The number 12 has frequently been seen as positive. 12 months of the year, 12 signs of the zodiac, for example, or 12 days of Christmas and 12 tribes of Israel, naturally making its nearest neighboring number to the north negative. Like other superstitions surrounding the Last Supper, the 13th is also seen as unlucky because, once again, the great betrayer, Judas, was the 13th member of the dinner table that led to Christ's crucifixion. In addition, on Friday the 13th of October 1307, King Philip IV of France arrested and put to death hundreds of the Templar Knights. Number 9. Black Cats European Though cats have often been associated with good luck rather than its opposite, and were even worshipped as gods in ancient Egypt, things took a turn for the worst for our dark-colored feline friends sometime around the Dark Ages, when in 1232 AD, a papal bull by Pope Gregory IX declared them an incarnation of Satan, according to People magazine. Things only went downhill for black cats from there, with people of the Middle Ages burning them in bonfires on holy days like Shrove Tuesday, the first Sunday of Lent, and even Easter, and with the Puritans in America connecting them to the practice of witchcraft. Also, the color black has long been associated with evil and death, which didn't help matters for our furry friends who had the misfortune of being born the color of night. Number 10. Fingers Crossed Western Europe, Pagan, and Christian The superstition of crossing one's fingers, bringing the lucky finger-crosser, good luck, comes from the pre-Christian, pagan times in Western Europe. When the practice of making a cross with your own and the index finger of another person was thought to concentrate the forces of good spirits and to seal a pact or a wish with the fellow crosser. Over time, people realized they could simply bless their own wishes by crossing first their two index fingers and then later simply the index and the middle fingers of one hand, which is what we do today. 
Another narrative pins the practice on early Christians who would greet and identify one another in secret with various symbols like crossing the index fingers, touching thumbs, etc. Though this explanation doesn't have the virtue of accounting for the association with good luck. Number 11. Chewing gum at night, turkey. Have you ever had an irrational fear of, of accidentally consuming dead flesh? Well, in Turkey, it is thought that after dark, chewing gum is magically transformed into the flesh of the dead. Like the Mogwai in the movie Gremlins, who turn into monsters if they eat after midnight. Number 12. The number 4. China. As we've seen with numbers like 13 and 7, numbers are frequently assigned different magical significance or status depending on the culture in question. For the Chinese, the number 4 is a no-no. Due to the similarity in its pronunciation in Chinese to the word for death. Number 13. Writing love letters to Juliet Capulet, Verona, Italy. In Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, the male member of the doomed pair of lovers was known to frequent the foot of Juliet's balcony in order to send up his nightly entreaties and missives of love. At the Casa di Giletta in Verona, Italy, where the Capulet family supposedly lived at Via Capello 23, visitors can write their own love letters too and even rub the right breast of the nearby statue of Juliet. This is all done in hopes of earning her favor, like the Romeo of long ago, even if the pair themselves were not so lucky. Number 14. Curse of the Evil Eye, Mediterranean and Middle East. It's a common belief spanning the Mediterranean, Middle East, and South Asia that's been held for thousands of years that to achieve too much success would be to invite the anger or inspire the envy of the gods, who would then smite the unfortunate individual with a reversal of fortune. In response to the fear of this curse, people across the ancient Mediterranean began fashioning amulets and beads with an image of an evil eye, sometimes referred to as Nazars, which would help them ward off that horrible, untoward fate. Number 15. Tucking thumbs in inside of a cemetery. Japan. Like the fear of the word for in China, hinging on the, on the similarity in its pronunciation to the Chinese word for death, the Japanese similarly tuck in their thumbs when in a cemetery visiting the graves of dead relatives. This comes from the connection between the Japanese word for thumb and its meaning as the parent finger. To tuck in one's thumbs inside a cemetery, then, is to protect one's parents from death. Number 16. Giving Yellow Flowers, Russia Like numbers, colors have frequently been assigned symbolic significance. Like black being seen as the color of bad luck and red the color of passion, in Russia, yellow flowers in particular are seen as problematic as they are thought to represent infidelity, separation, or even death. Number 17. Sweeping Feet, South America. If you happen to be on a cleaning spree in Brazil, 
you will want to steer clear of brooms, or at least be careful. South Americans believe that if your feet are swept over by a broom, you will remain single for the rest of your life. The curse can be broken if you immediately spit on the broom. The exact origins of this superstition are unknown, but legend has it that a woman who cannot keep house does not make a good wife. And lastly, number 18, itchy palms, Caribbean. Depending which palm of yours begins to itch, you may find yourself in the Caribbean with a bit of extra spending money or in the red. It is a common belief that an itchy left palm means you will owe money soon, whereas an itchy right palm means money is coming your way. There is an explanation that might tell us why such a distinction. The left hand seems to hold passive energy and the right hand holds active energy, which symbolically could explain the coming in and out of money. Thank you for joining me for Season 2, Episode 8. If you're an avid listener of Dan Dan the Paraman, please like, follow, leave a review, and share. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, and more. Or listen to us at Dan Dan the Paraman Podcast at buzzsprout.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Dan Dan the Paraman Podcast, Facebook at Dan Dan the Paraman, or reach out through email at Dan Dan the Paraman Podcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for more fun facts, findings, and experiences of current and past strange, unusual, and unknown encounters. You can find all that information in the show notes to this week's episode as well.